Hello, ladies, gentlemen, people of the earth. Uh, I mean, if you identify as something not a human, I don't know what to call you as, but hello, welcome. This is Across the Pond, a podcast where I, Daniel, speak to people from all around the world. Today I get to speak with Simon. Oh my goodness, man. This is cool. I like this. This was, this was I would argue, my first French-Canadian, so that was neat. And not to mention, Simon's just in, he's a very creative person, and I love creativity. It, it, it makes me, it, it gets me going in the morning, you know what I mean? I was very, very impressed with Simon, and I really enjoyed this conversation. You know how sometimes you start talking to someone and you just lose track of time? I lost track of time with Simon, not gonna lie. This was, this was great, I really thoroughly enjoyed it. Hello? Hello, you there? Hey, can you hear me? Yeah, can you hear me? Yeah, I can hear you perfect. Awesome, sweet. Yeah, sorry about... <laughs> it's a few minutes after one, so I'm sorry about that. I honestly just... <laughs> no problem. I didn't no realize problem. what time it was. I, I saw the clock. It what felt like five minutes ago. It was 1230 or, or you know, 1230 for me. And then next thing I know, it's 105. I was like, oh, shoot. <laughs> so sorry about that. <laughs> yeah, that happens all the time to me too, man. No problem. Awesome, sweet. How was your... Uh, what's today? Sunday. How's your Sunday? How's my Sunday? My Sunday is really good, actually. Uh, this is the first time in a while that we've had some, some good weather outside. Nice. So uh, I've actually been having a really good day, yeah. Cool. Have you gone out to like do anything or you're just kind of sitting inside enjoying the Yeah, you the know, sun? normally, you know, if it wasn't, you know, COVID and all that, probably looking at the weather outside, I'd be like, yo, somebody somebody want to hang out or do something. But I just went out and walked my dog uh, on a walk on a longer, longer walk than usual. So uh, that's oh, hey. basically all I did today. Yeah, true. Uh, so what's the weather like normally where you're at? Well, normally, uh, it, it's this is normal weather for normal circumstances where I live. But this winter has been really horrible. It's been snowing. There's been snowstorms. There's been snow, so many like snowstorms mixed with, with mixed with rain. So it's like heavy snow at the same time. Oh. So the weather has been very horrible for the past like two months. It's been a horrible winter. So I'm just glad that the normal weather is finally coming back. Yeah, no, I mean, it's been a weird weather here. Uh, I live over in Seattle. And so usually we're supposed to get nothing but rain and I don't know, 30s, 40s, you know, close to I don't know, maybe zero to five Celsius. I think nah, that sounds about right. Uh, I'm trying to learn Celsius, and so my my uh, <laughs> yeah. estimations or uh, comparisons might be a little different or a little off. Fine, but yeah, um, you know, it's usually rainy and stuff, but it's been rather warm and cl uh, just cloudy, not rainy. It it's been such a strange winter. We got a little bit of snow, which is not normal for us. We usually get, like I said, rain, but um, you know, every couple of years we might get that one night or that one two days, or excuse me, period of two days where it snows a little bit. But other than that, I mean, it's been like not normal it's it's been such a weird couple years when it comes to seasons you know what i mean yeah and i feel like this this winter has been crazy everywhere you know if you look at what happened in texas what oh, two yeah. weeks ago 
it's been crazy for everyone i feel like yeah no dude it's been nuts it, <laughs> like yeah. when i heard about what happened in texas because here's the thing i'm one of those people like i'll hear about something but i don't really look into it too much just because it's like it and it's going to sound kind of arrogant or narcissistic, but like if it doesn't really pertain to me, like I don't necessarily care. You know what I mean? No. Like, yeah. Yeah. I feel you know, and it's not to you know say that like I don't care about others, but I heard about what was going on in Texas and I saw the temperatures. And I was like, oh, man, like I hope they're doing OK. And then I didn't realize I listen. Do you know the, the company Rooster Teeth? Yes. Yes, I do. Yeah. So I listened to, you know, their podcast and everything. And um, they were talking about it one day uh, just recently. And they were like, yeah, it was really bad. You know, there's ice everywhere. And I was like, wait, you guys got ice? I just thought that it was really <laughs> bad weather and you got a lot of snow. I didn't realize that like you actually had like giant, you know, ice storms and stuff. And so I didn't realize how bad Texas was. But it was just it, it was insane because when you think of Texas, at least, you know, being someone who was, I lived in Las Vegas for a little bit, so I kind of know what it's like to be in Texas, you know, desert and stuff, yeah, but it's usually yeah. really hot. And so hearing about, you know, having it minus 20 degrees Fahrenheit and ice storms, you're like, wait, that's not normal. Yeah, it was crazy. Even me, it was the same thing for me. You know, I hear that on the news, you know, uh, Texas is getting some snow. Texas is getting some weird weather. At first, I didn't think much of it. And then the the, the days keep going and it's like, you know, power, power outages across the across the state, you know, people yeah. out of power for weeks, you know, and then I start seeing photos of like, pipes that are frozen and like icicles coming out of pipes i'm like jesus christ this is like something serious yeah it was <laughs> it was something man and what yeah, was even was worse something. is i don't know if um I, I don't know if you saw this but i saw that there was uh whatever so with with electric and stuff you know of course you have to pay for electricity and whatnot and then depending on where you're at and you know sometimes you know it'll fluctuate a little bit but for the most part let's just say Let's just say on average you pay $50 a month for electricity. People were having to pay thousands and thousands of dollars. Like I saw some dude who had to pay up to $15,000 because he was using electricity because of how it was so inflated because energy was like a commodity. Like it was like a rich person's commodity at that time because most of Texas had no energy as far as I know. Yeah, you know. The more the more you look into it, the more you look into how, you know, Texas handles their, you know, their energy and all that. It's crazy, you know, how they're off the grid from the other states and everything. I I tried to look in, a little bit into that when I when the snowstorm happened in Texas. And, you know, the more you learn about it, the more you, you see how crazy it actually is. Yeah, I, I'm just glad that everything's back to normal. It was funny because I heard that, you know, let's just say. I think, you know, 20 degrees, it was like 20 minus 20 or whatever. And then, you know, got up to 20 or whatever. And then a few days later, it was up to 80. And it's just like it, the flip of a switch and it was all back to normal. All the ice yeah. was melted and everything. And like, what in the world's going on? <laughs> it just you know? went back to normal out of yeah. nowhere. Yeah. Yeah. Like, it really felt like that. Yeah. It was so weird. I I just hope that the seasons get back to what is considered normal because I I live in Seattle and I've been in uh, Oregon for a couple of years before uh uh, before seattle and ever since i don't know maybe what maybe 2017 and eh, 2017 2016 the seasons don't feel like normal seasons like in, in oregon around uh november time december time it's usually starting to get rainy and cold and stuff i can remember it was the end of november beginning of december and it was still 60 and sunny and i'm like it's supposed to be winter and rain dude like i don't know what's going on <laughs> yeah no, yeah, it's. I feel like it's weird like that, and I feel like with climate change and everything that's going on, I just feel like it's just gonna get weirder. Hopefully, you know, things will get back to normal, but you know, we never yeah. know. Yeah, you never know. 
never know. Anyway, do you uh do you got anything going on this week? Are you in school or anything like that? Or are you just kind of doing the do? Uh, yeah, I am currently in school. I'm in uh, the Quebec equivalent of what college is. Okay. And uh, I am halfway through my last session of college. And then afterwards, I would be heading off to university. So I'm currently finishing my last session of college right now. Nice. And when you say Quebec equivalent, I, I have no clue what that means. Is that just like some weird slang that you Canadians use or something yeah, like that? Yeah, it's the slang we use over here, man. No, it's, it's, uh, it's because uh, I live in Quebec. And uh, in Quebec, the school system is works differently from the rest of Canada uh, and the rest of the world, really. It's, really? Um, yeah, it's different. So basically what happens is after high school, um, you know, I don't know. I don't know exactly how it works in the States, but I, I think after high school, you go to college, right? That's what that's what happens to some people after high school in the States. So you have like elementary school, which is like grades one to five. And then you have middle school, which is usually six to eight or something like that. And then high yeah. school. And then after high school you usually go to college or you would here's the thing and, and uh, like I, I i've never understood how why some people say college and some people say university i've just said university because i always thought that that's what the rest of the world called it but uh, apparently there's college and then there's also something called university like it's two separate things so i mean yeah, that's would, what that's what i understood too that they were two separate things oh i never i always thought that it was just considered college or university and like uh, the, okay. the terms you could go like, either or to the yeah, other yeah yeah or, or like the terms, it, like they were um, interchangeable. Like it, it meant the same thing. You could either go to college or university. Like it was technically speaking the same exact thing. Some people okay, just say yeah. university to maybe sound more astute or something like that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, yeah. Well, here in Quebec, um, after elementary school, you go directly into high school. So here, middle school and high school are just, it's just high school. We just call it high school. And they're, they're both like, you're, you're both like in the same building. You're, you're, you basically go to elementary school from years one to six, grade one to six. And then everything after that is high school. So, and after high school, we go to what's called CJEP. And CJEP is like one, one to three years of what Americans sometimes consider college. Okay. And after you finish those one to three years, depending on your program, then you can do an admission to go to university. Where it gets weird is that technically CJEP isn't necessary because if you apply to a university out of Quebec, you just need to finish your high school. So, mm. if, but if you want, so if I wanted to go to a university in British Columbia, for example, I could go right now. But if I wanted to go to a university in Quebec, I would have to finish my CJEP before I could go there. Mm. That's so why does and you might not know this, but why does Quebec do it differently? Wouldn't it just be easier to kind of take like, all right, Canada does this. So we're just going to do it. Or is like the Quebecian way, you know, just to be unique? (laughs) Yeah, well, um, the reason they have the CJEP and um, and university first that I don't know. I don't know why they do that. That's actually a really good question. I'd like to know that as well, because I don't know why (laughs) I've been doing this three years of CJEP. Um, but when it comes from uh, when it comes to Quebec doing things differently from the rest of Canada, that I, I know a lot about. Do you know Do you know a lot about the about Quebec? So I don't know a lot about Quebec, but it sounds like Quebec is like the Portland of Canada. <laughs> <laughs> it really is. It's it's really like odd. It's like the odd man out of Canada. Quebec is has a really interesting history when you when I talk about it with people, and it's interesting because a lot of the I have a lot of friends online who um, live in the United States or who live abroad, they don't really know a lot about Quebec. You know, you, you, you just think of Canada and there's this, this province in it that's called Quebec where people speak French, you know? Yeah. Um, but it's, but a lot of, there's a lot of things in Quebec that are done differently in Canada because 
compared to the rest of Canada, Quebec used to be um, a French colony, a French colony from France. Yeah. When uh, when you know there were the colonies that were starting to come into North America, it was it was France that sent off people into the Saint Lawrence River. Okay. So there's this that's the main river in Quebec. Basically, it's like this river that goes all the way down into like the middle of Quebec that goes from the Atlantic o- Atlantic Ocean. Mm-hmm. So France basically sent colonizers to go down that river, and they started a French a French colony there. And they called it New France. And New France is basically what Quebec was in the past. And, um, you know, there was a seven-year war where uh, there was the war against France and England. Mm -hmm. And uh, there was this decisive battle that was called the Battle of Quebec, which basically meant that the French lost to the English and uh, Quebec, therefore, fell into the hands of the British. So Mm -hmm. basically what happened is when Canada was forming from there on, you know, they owned Quebec and this population of French speakers. But... Every, every other colony that was around was just this British colony that belonged to, you know, Great Britain. So mm. then when finally Canada was separating from British Columbia and they created the Federation mm-hmm. that would go on to become Canada, um, Quebec got its own province from that. But, you know, it's it's always been different from the rest of Canada because it was it used to be this French colony that was basically just captured by Canada. And that's why a lot of things are done differently in Quebec because it's, you know, everywhere else was a British Columbia, uh, British Columbia. What am I saying? A British colony mm-hmm. everywhere. And then this is just this one French colony that was stolen by the rest of the, the English speakers. Mm, it's interesting. Cause I did know that France had colonies in Canada, which is of course where you get the French Canadians and, you know, Newfoundland and all that, which is weird. I've always, <laughs> I remember learning geography in sixth grade and when we, we had to learn like Canadian geography or whatever it was. And I remember learning, uh, you know, the names of the provinces and one of them was Newfoundland. And my teacher was like, all right, how, say it how you think it was, you know, supposed to be said. And I was like, Newfoundland. And he's like, what are you guys talking about? You sound like Americans. <laughs> <laughs> and it's just kind of funny to see, you know, like the names yeah. of some of your things because, you know, you have that French uh, influence. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. It's like that. And, you know, it's um, it's something that not a lot of people are aware of, of, um, you know, French culture, because th- and that's kind of like what I was explaining earlier. You know, the whole history of Quebec is why some Quebec people here right now have a lot of um, hatred towards the rest of Canada. Yeah. That's why Quebec is really, it feels alienated, alienated towards Canada. It's because of, you know, when Canada won over the French at the battle of Quebec, basically what happened in the years after that was that the, the English were trying to suppress French culture, you know, mm-hmm. they're trying to f- suppress French culture, suppress the French language. And, um, you know, they've they tried, and then the French persevered throughout that to make sure that they kept their language and they kept their you know their culture, and then they succeeded in doing that. But you know, the whole time they're just under the control of the British. That's why you know they have this hatred towards it. Yeah, man. That's Quebec nuts. has actually, yeah, I know. Quebec has actually tried to leave Canada multiple times. Really? Yeah, because because if you if you come to Canada and you go to like Toronto, British Columbia, you know those types of places. Yeah. You know, it's kind of the same. You kind of feel like, okay, this is Canada. But then you would go to Quebec and maybe not Montreal. Montreal is where I live right now. It's like this, um, it's the city. It's the like the biggest populated city in in Quebec right now. Mm-hmm. Montreal is really multicultural. So you probably wouldn't get that feeling there. But if you go to upper Quebec, like Quebec City or like um, the Laurentians, which is basically like um, the farms and all of that of Quebec, mm-hmm. it's really different. You know, it's French speakers. It's a different culture. It's a different vibe altogether. All mm. And you can really tell how, 
you know, you, you get this weird sensation where it's like, why is this a part of Canada? You know, yeah. you, you get that if you visit Quebec, you're going to be like, well, is this the same country as, you know, Toronto or British Columbia? I don't understand why this is in its own country. Yeah, no, I get that. I've, yeah, I, I would assume it's almost kind of like New Mexico, like New Mexico in the States has a very uh, Mexican influence in, you know, New Mexico. And then when you actually go yeah. there, there, I mean, to be fair, I haven't lived there, so I'm not entirely sure, but I would feel like that's kind of what it's like. I have been through there, you know, I have, uh, you know, experienced some of it and it is very just, you know, Mexican influenced. And so it's like, I wonder if, if, if it's kind of the same thing. I mean, it, it's probably totally different because it's, you know, France compared to Mexico and, you know, Quebec is huge. Oh, yeah. But at the same time, it's like, I wonder if that's kind of the same thing. Oh, no, is, yeah, I do think there are similarities between the two. Yeah. Is Quebec in and of itself, because I'm looking at it on a map right now. And of course, you know, you have Quebec City and you have Montreal and just kind of like that southern part of Quebec looks more inhabited than the rest of it. Is like the yeah. northern part of it kind of just one of those weird things to where no one really goes to? Because <laughs> it, a... it's like that for the rest of Canada too, you know? Is it like, really? Yeah. If there's actually this famous photo online that that shows that like the major, like 99% of the people who live in Canada live like below this line. I don't know if you can find it somewhere, but it's actually it's like there's basically all of Canada lives on the bottom portion of Canada. Nobody oh. not, there, are, there aren't a lot of people who live in the northern part of Canada. So Canada is actually really big. It's a huge country, but people only live like in the south of it, really. You know, there are towns up north, mm. you know, there are the people who live up north. There are people who live there, but the majority of the population, they all live in the southern part of Canada. Wow. Yeah, I'm kind of I guess that kind of makes sense because the more that you look at it, and like I said, I am looking at it right now. You know, if you try and zoom in up, you know, in Northwest Territories or, uh, you know, any of the yeah. other any of the other places up there, I think there's one more uh, Yukon. There we go. If you try and zoom up there, there's like no roads, at least on the map. I would assume, you know, there's roads, of course. But, you know, like there's yeah, but major highways and stuff. There yeah. aren't any of that. Yeah. yeah well, that's no... it, dude. It's like people don't live up there. I don't know, probably because it's too cold or something like that. But there most people live, uh, you know, in the big cities in the south. Yeah. And then when you kind of kind of zoom in just a little bit, you know, over southern Canada, you can kind of see, you know, the highways and stuff. And then like Edmonton, you know, Saskatoon, it's like anything above those in those provinces, anything above those cities, just non-existent. There's no cities. Yeah. There's none of that stuff. It's nuts well i mean there are cities and stuff but it's like you don't really see it so you can't get that you don't sense. see anything yeah, yeah exactly well that's it dude everything like in the north there's there's nothing in parentheses you know yeah man, that's crazy that's one that's one thing i love about canada is i uh i was able to fly from where was it uh london was it luton i can't remember one of the big london airports and i was flying into seattle and the way of course the globe is you know we kind of go up around greenland and down through the northern part of canada and when we were coming down the northern part of canada i think it was in april mid-april i was able to see you know of course the the arctic areas and everything you know that's just like iced over and whatnot but i was like i don't understand canada has so much land but there's so much of it that's uninhabited it's just yeah. ice it's just yeah. ice and plains and you know there's probably a caribou and a moose here and there but for the most <laughs> part like yeah a beaver or something yeah a beaver or something but for the most part it's like most of the inhabitants of canada are in that lower part yeah and you know it's crazy because some of those northern areas are some of the most beautiful parts of the country i'd imagine yeah yeah i, I would imagine that too because you know then it, it's not touched by humans you know, you have yeah. literally nature that's probably been untouched unless if, you know, I, I'm not sure what 
you know, the, the Indians, I guess. I don't want to say Native Americans because I'm not sure what the Canadian equivalent of that is. But, you know, the indigenous people, when they lived there way back when, I would assume, you know, other than that, like, it's untouched. That nature's untouched. Yeah. So cool that, that, prob- that probably is the case. That probably yeah. is the case. It's crazy. Cool. Yeah. So tell me a bit what you want to go to school for. Uh, right now, I am studying in cinema and communications. So... Mm. So basically like cinema. So I'm, I'm thinking of going to school in, you know, in cinema production, movie production. So in, I, I, I spoke to a gentleman recently who has a degree in film, roughly. It sounds like roughly the same was it, thing. Uh, was it Tony? No, it was not Tony. Um, wait, wait. You know, like the episode way back when, Tony? Yeah, because I actually uh, listened to a couple of your episodes. Oh, and thanks. I and yeah, and I was listening to the Tony one, and I actually really enjoyed that episode. Oh, thanks. Um, no, not him. It's another one that hasn't come out yet. His name is JP, and okay. um, he currently lives. Oh gosh, I forget. I, I talked to so many people. I feel so bad. It, <laughs> I'll say this real quick. I, like when I so I'll I'll talk with you, and then it won't be probably a, uh, like a week or two until I probably you know get to around editing it and everything because I do have a decent amount of episodes you know kind of just backlogged and yeah, so yeah. sometimes i'll sometimes i'll be going through i'm like the name rings a bell but i can't remember what i spoke to this person <laughs> about just because i've spoken yeah. to so many people but uh, i was speaking with jp and he was telling me how he he went to school because he just wanted to go into film i think it was like film history or something like that but he said that he wanted to be a director or an actor he just wanted to do something in film and um it sounds like Kind of what you want to do is something along those lines, maybe. Yeah, something along those lines. You know, um, when I when I when it came time for me to choose what I wanted to study in, um, there wasn't really much. You know, when it comes to like careers that have like a straight narrow path to like the job market that interested me. Okay. Like when it comes to uh, you know you know being a doctor, being you know an engineer, whatnot. You know, none of that really interested me. And uh, what I really like doing, you know, throughout my life that I've been doing for a while that I really like enjoying is creating stuff, whether it be movies, you know, videos, stories, okay. no matter what it be. Movies being one of the favorite things I like to do, you know, little videos. Um, so I decided to study in that just to, you know, see if there's anything there. And after doing two years of my current program in cinema, I really enjoyed it. And I think that if I was given, you know, more of a... because I'm not to hate on my school or anything, but the school that I go on right now isn't really doesn't have a really good cinema program. Mm-hmm. It's uh, it, it it is a cinema program, but it isn't really that advanced. But the more I look into like university programs, whether it be in British Columbia, Toronto, or here in Quebec too, um, there are some much better programs out there. And I really wanted to see, you know, what could I do with the knowledge that I would be taught in those types of schools, mm-hmm. like those that are actually meant for that too. Yeah. Uh, so then. Are, would you consider yourself a rather creative person? I would consider myself a creative person. But what I've learned throughout my my schooling in cinema is that you can be a creative person, but having taking that creativity and doing something than it seems. And I I did consider myself a creative person. And then when it came time for me to do stuff for my school that accounted for like my grades and stuff, I did some stuff that I later on would be like, oh, why did I do this? I, why, why, why did I think this was cool? Or why did I think mm. this was good? And then I would question whether or not I was a creative person because of that. Mm. And then the more I 
you know, I looked into it, you know, I, I, I would consider myself a creative person, but I would say that taking that creativity and doing something with it is something that I haven't mastered yet. And I think that's okay, uh, you know, because of your age, you know, you still are a rather young, a rather young chap. Yeah. You know, you're still going through school and stuff and still trying to figure out, you know, exactly what's going to happen and kind of what you want to do. You know, it sounds like you're very set on film and stuff, which I think is great because we need amazing filmmakers and whatnot, because I I, I don't know about you, but I love movies. <laughs> and so I do. Yeah, I do love movies, but I, I am set on film, but um, I, I wouldn't limit myself to films either, you know, because, uh, for example, I'm a big fan of video games as well. And um, if if it ever came like the opportunity for me to like, write the story for a video game i'd be down for that too you know uh, okay. just creating you know stories and you know these stuff like that that's what interests me so i am in film currently doing this stuff but you know as a pastime i'd be like using unreal engine trying to figure out how you know video games are made or using blender Ooh. to do like 3d models and stuff so i'm really interested in just storytelling in general okay. so i like movies i like how messages and stories can be transmitted through movies but you know i'm equally as interested in books as i am in comic books as i am in video games i think all of these mediums have mm. potential to transmit stories that can impact the world and i feel like that is something that i'd like to do later on would be to create a story or to create just something like this this experience for example to, to for lack of a better word yeah. experience for people to you know change their perspective on something oh i like that i like how you're going in for film or at least i'll say this <laughs> and I, I don't think it's wrong but i feel like you're trying to go in for more of like a storytelling perspective degree yeah if that, if that yeah. works which i think is yeah. really cool because you're able to use that in film you're able to use that in video games or if you want to somehow or for whatever reason write a book sorry that came out wrong but if you want to write a book you know you could write a book or you know you could start your own set of comics like good old stan lee rest in peace yeah but you know like peace. it would be so cool to be able to have that creative outlet you know learn how to be creative take that excuse me take that i uh that knowledge and then create something amazing from it yeah and that's just, cool yeah that is cool and that is what i want to do you know because i go into film right i go into film studies and they teach you for example how to use a camera right how to yeah. use the technology that you can use to to make movies for example and i i enjoy learning how to use cameras i enjoy i enjoy learning about the tools that you can use to express something but I don't feel like I could just use these tools as what I do. For example, um, they taught me how to use cameras at my school, right? They, mm -hmm. they taught me how to use it. And then there'd be some people asking me like, yo, can you film this for me? Can you film this commercial for me, for example? And I would be like, I'm not. And then I would film it, you know, I, I don't want to be mean. I'd be like, yeah, sure, I'll film it for you, dude. No problem. But then afterwards, I'd be like, you know, filming, example, a commercial or filming, just filming something isn't really what I'm interested in. It's really the story aspect of it, I feel like. Mm. I feel like that's a really big, um, a really big thing you have to distinguish is that it's not necessarily you want to film and stuff. It's just you want to be able to tell a very compelling story, I think. Yeah. 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 That's, that's neat. Have you thought about... Let, let's just say this, I'm, it might be a little broad, but let's just say if you had the opportunity to create like uh, you had the opportunity to create a, a, a movie and you had the opportunity to create a video game, it was just given to you on a silver platter. Have you thought about maybe like a, have you thought it, have you thought it, have you thought about <laughs> what you want to like a, like an idea or something that you would want to to use to make that movie or that game or has your like, brain not yeah, gone like that a, far? like a general subject or something like that yeah or um, yeah or like maybe this is a better way to say it. you know like let's just say you're you're um 
uh, what is his name, Christopher Nolan, and you're making Tenant. It's a very you know crazy idea. So have you maybe thought about something that it, not necessarily on the lines of that, but have you maybe started to you know like craft some stories and stuff in your brain? Uh, I have started to craft some stories and write some scripts. You know the the movie. Let's start if if I if I'm talking about movies, for example. Um, I'm really the, my favorite genre of movies is drama, you know, okay. and I really enjoy psychological dramas and dramas that explore, you know, some things that people aren't really um, exposed to. For example, I watched a movie recently called The Sound of Metal. Have you heard of it? Um, I don't think so. Let me look it up. So basically, Sound of Metal is this movie about this man who goes deaf and it's a really good movie and it, it, it really it's it. And I would describe it more as an experience than it is a movie because you go along the journey of this man who experiences deafness and eventually his acceptance of deafness. And, you know, this, I was always aware of people who are deaf. You know, I know what deafness is and I know some people who are slightly deaf, but I don't know anybody who is completely deaf. And I don't know a lot about, you know, deaf communities and how the deafness can actually impact somebody's mental state, you know? And mm -hmm. after watching this movie, it exposed me to... Um, how you know deafness can actually impact somebody's thoughts impact somebody's life you know because if you think of it you know it's crazy to go deaf it's crazy to go blind it's crazy to you know have all these disabilities and you know you you understand them you're like oh you can't see you can't hear but after watching movies like this that expose you to these subjects that you don't you didn't know you didn't you didn't know that you didn't know about them you know you didn't know how yeah. much you didn't know about them and that's what i those are my favorite movies you know the movies where you watch it and you learn something out of it and you're like wow you know, I didn't know about that. So mm. something I really thought about that if ever given the opportunity to make like a really like if I had all the money in the world and I can make any movie I want, uh, I'd really like to make a movie about um, autism mm. because I have autism in my family. I have autist, autist cousins and stuff like that. And I mm -hmm. really wanted to, you know, and it's, it's a delicate subject too. So I feel like it would be also challenge for me, which I would also enjoy doing. Yeah. But I feel like there is a lot of stuff about autism that the world doesn't know. And I feel like there's also a lot of stuff about being a parent to an autist child that people don't know about too. Because I have yeah. a lot of, uh, I, ha I know some people, I know some people who are parents of autist children. And, you know, there's the struggles they go through and, you know, understanding what autism really is. It's something that isn't really known in the world you know people often use autists as an insult these days you know it's it's not yeah. something that is completely understood i feel in the world and in fact in fact i think it's like badly seen you know just the fact that people use it like to insult other people you know mm -hmm. yeah. it's uh you know and i'm not i'm not saying like i'm offended by that or anything i'm just saying just it's just proves that people don't really have this understanding of what it's the, the the experience you know it's the same thing with the experience of deafness people know what deafness is people know what autism is but you don't know you know the full experience of being an autist autist parent or having an autist child or being autistic yourself you know yeah. and i feel like i would like to if given the chance explore that and educate people on that and create a story out of that but like i said earlier it is a like a touchy subject that you have to be careful how you write it you know and yeah. uh, that would be something that that i would like to do because it'd be something that i would have to it's something that you know i relate to personally mm -hmm. it's something that i am passionate to teach the world about for example mm -hmm. and it's something that would be challenging to do in the way that i would have to be careful in the way i i make it yeah no i think that's really cool because you do see a lot of films especially more now that will deal along the lines of 
you know, uh, mental health they'll or they'll deal along the lines of racism or something like that like one of the one, like a really great movie that i absolutely loved and it really did a great job at delivering a message um was uh silver linings playbook i yeah. thought that was a really good movie because like it, i didn't realize until maybe halfway through that and i can't remember exactly what it was because it was a, it has been a while since i've seen it but i remember coming out and thinking like wow you know like whatever they whatever they had i was like man like that that's interesting, you know, like that hit me a little bit. Um, I, I can't remember if it was like an OCD thing or if it was autism. Um, I think it was something along those lines. Yeah, I think it was OCD, something like that. Yeah, yeah. I watched it a while back too. Yeah, Silver Lines Baby was such a good movie. It was a very good movie, yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah, but no, I think that the whole idea of creating a movie about something that would that people know about, but they don't know about, it, it's like, it, it's in our society, people have that. But people kind of like suppress it, if you will, in a way that isn't very healthy, because not only are you not educating yourself about it, you're kind of putting those people in a box. For example, yeah. one of my best friends in the world, he was the best man at my wedding, has autism. And I didn't know it until his mother told me, I don't know, maybe 15 years after him and I met, and probably more like 10, you know, but... Mm. I remember going to school with him and we would hang out and play games and stuff. And I thought that he was just a strange kid. Like I didn't realize that he had autism. And I say mm -hmm. that to say that there is so much, um, people don't know about it. You know, like there's yeah. such a wide range of a spectrum, you know, it could be like very, very minuscule to where you really don't notice it until they say, yeah, you know, I'm considered to be autistic or it could be incredibly high to where like you see that person you're like, Yep, they have something, you know, like they are definitely yeah. autistic. And I think that it would be amazing to see someone take such a, a hard concept. And, and I say hard concept because you have to be delicate with it in and of itself. You know, you have mm -hmm. to do people that have autism justice. But I think it would yeah. be neat to take that subject, that delicate subject, to be able to create that in a movie just to show people what it might be like to live with it, what it might be like to deal with it if you're a parent or a good friend or a brother or a sister. And I would encourage you to do that. I mean, that could be something much farther in the future. But I think that you are in a very good area when you're saying yeah you know i just want to take these you know these and i'll say problems because that encompasses a wide Not range yet. of yeah. things but i'll mm -hmm. take these problems and i will use that to influence my movies to help people become more aware of what is really going on at the heart of some of these people yeah you know and it's it's that's really what i want to do you know sometimes you go and watch a movie and there are some movies that just hit you different. There's some movies you watch and you come out of the movie, you know, asking questions about yourself or asking questions about stuff that you never even thought about before, you know, mm -hmm. and those are my favorite movies. And that's, if you, if you would ask me if I had a dream, that would be my dream would create, would be to create a movie where somebody comes out of the theater and it changes your life. Mm, you better do that with your life because I would be more than happy to finish watching a movie and it says directed by Simon. I won't say what I'm saying, <laughs> but directed by Simon, insert last name. And it's like, man, <laughs> I spoke to that guy and he made these movies. I'm proud of him. Like, that's a really, really cool thing to, yeah, man, to if, want yeah, to do. That would be awesome, man. If ever I do make that, I'll invite you to the premiere or something. Thanks, I'll dude. do something like that. <laughs> if Thanks, that that'd happens, be I'll remember that. Yeah. Mm, so when you watch a movie, because of course you're going to school with it, or excuse me, you're going to school for 
you know, (laughs) creative storytelling. When you watch a movie or you play a game or you read a book or even maybe listen to music, do you find yourself not necessarily enjoying it as someone who doesn't have an education in creative writing, I guess, or, you know, filmmaking uh, enjoy that? Or do you find yourself being more critical about, oh, I saw the camera angle that they used there. Oh, I saw this. Oh, you know, they said their line funny. Like, do you find yourself doing that? That is actually some. That's actually funny because I was actually talking about that with my friend before we started the program. We were joking around saying, <laughs> after this program, we're never going to enjoy a movie again. We're yeah. never going to watch a movie the same way. But what I found myself doing is, well, I, I don't want to be like attacking anybody, but compared to many people who go to film school or compared to many people who are film critics, um, I don't find myself necessarily criticizing movies that are poorly made. You know, sometimes I just... When I watch a movie or I play a video game or I do, you know, I try to read a book or something, I always try to um, pull out the best that that thing has to offer. You know, obviously, every movie has its problems. Every video game has its problems. But if I see that one movie is really bad, but it has some good aspects, I'd rather speak about those good aspects than criticize the movie, Mm. you know, for its bad ones, you know, and I and I there are some movies that I just can't watch. You know, I feel like there are some that are just poorly done or done in a bad way that I just simply just can't sit through. Same thing with video games. There are some video games that I really don't enjoy that I just can't play through. But mm-hmm. there are some video games that are that some would consider bad that I would still play through just because there are some good parts of it and I want to really, you know, understand it before I can really criticize it, you know. So mm-hmm. I don't find myself crippled from this film education when I'm watching movies, you know. A lot of my friends in film school um, hate Marvel movies, for example. Really? Yeah. A, lo- a lot of film people hate Marvel movies. Film critics and, you know, real cinephiles, oh. they hate Marvel movies because to them it's not cinema. And even Martin Scorsese, you know, hates Marvel movies, you know. They mm. hate Marvel movies. But me, I love Marvel movies. I love yeah. it, you know. I, I love it. And, you know, when they talk about Marvel movies, the, you know, their criticisms towards those movies I wouldn't say they're wrong, you know. They have these criticisms towards the movies. I'd be like, yeah, you know, you're right. But, you know, I still get some enjoyment out of these films. And I can, you know, I, even if they aren't, you know, artistically speaking masterpieces or, you know, well done artistically speaking, um, you can still get a lot of enjoyment out of them and you can still learn a lot from them. And I think that's the important thing when you're watching a movie. Yeah, it's so funny that you say that a lot of people who might be, you know, in the business or well educated in cinema, they don't like Marvel because I feel like and again, I'm I'm not educated in that at all. Like <laughs> I, I have no education in film or anything like that. But I when I I used to not like Marvel movies or superhero movies in general, but then I started watching Marvel and I really did enjoy them because I feel like they do an incredibly uh incredibly good job at tying stories together because you yeah. have all these different movies that have to somehow all come together at an end point you know the end game if you will and mm-hmm. you know with all the different things that are going on you know they also have to make sure that you know they don't let this little bit slip and they have to be super careful and you know it took i think what was it like 10 or 11 years for this past phase but from iron man 1 all the way to end game and they tied everything almost perfectly of course there's a couple plot holes that people like to nitpick at but you know as someone who just likes to watch movies i don't care and i think they do a great job the cinematics yeah. i think are beautiful i think that the the uh, effects and stuff that they do are great i will never 
ever not cry or at least tear up at the part where Cap is standing there and all of a sudden he hears the dude and he turns around and you see Black Panther walk through through the rings and everyone starts to come in for whatever reason and I'm not a very emotional guy but whenever I see that part I start tearing up and choking up because I'm like that was such a powerful a a powerful section in that movie a power (laughs) excuse me powerful point you know and it's like I will never not like that like i i thought it was good but i can yeah. also understand where people are coming from where they're like you know i i have a you know degree in, in in movies and stuff and like i understand all this all this stuff and it's like i bet marvel then really isn't for you because if you take marvel and you try to compare it to a movie like lincoln one of one of my all-time favorite movies is i think it came out in like 2012 or something like that uh abraham or it's just called lincoln but it's about abraham lincoln and his later life and okay. it was just such a well-done historical movie. But, you know, the difference between that and, you know, t- talking about the United States trying to end slavery and everything, and then Marvel, like, there is a huge difference in those movies. One is, like, historical and everything, and then one's, you know, pretty much fantasy. And, you know, someone who is like, oh, I really like history, I really like all this stuff, like, this is a really well-done movie because it takes all these different historical points and it really tells a powerful story rather than like, oh, we can just make stuff up and there's gods and witches and, you know, there's bad guys who are going to try and kill half the universe and it's like, well, yeah, that's cool, but at the same time, it's like, what what value does that bring besides just the entertainment aspect? So I can I can try to understand. I will never claim that I understand, but I can try to understand, you know, where people are coming from when they're saying, oh, you know, this movie's good because, you know, if you look just right at this scene, you can see all the, and it's like, I can kind of understand that, but like, I feel you just lose the fact of what a movie is, and that's just entertainment. Yeah, and sometimes that's all it has to be, you know? Not every single movie has to be, you know, I say that I enjoy movies that, you know, explore subjects and all that that people don't know about, but sometimes movies don't have to be like that. Sometimes movies can just be like a roller coaster. You know, you go there, it's an experience, you have fun. It doesn't have to be this serious thing all the time, you know? Even though my favorite genre is drama, Mm -hmm. you know, I enjoy the, you know, Captain Americas and the Avengers, you know? Even me, at the end of Endgame, I was crying, you know, at the portal scene because, you know, the Marvel Cinematic Universe, you know, I grew up, watching that you know when i was a i think the first iron man came out when i was like eight or nine or something like that even maybe younger so i grew up watching this entire thing and seeing it all culminate into this one thing it's something that has never been done before in the history of movies you know something as big as this and when people ask me what was your favorite you know movie theater experience it was going to the theaters and watching endgame for the first time and just hearing the audience react to these moments you know whether it be captain america picking up the hammer or, you know, the portals opening or whatever, just being in that audience, hearing the people react to it, being in the moment. And it's a culmination of my entire life, basically, because these movies were coming out at the same time as I was growing up, you know, it was, it's a crazy thing. And, you know, it, it, it isn't, you know, what these cinephiles are looking for when they're looking for a movie, but that doesn't make it bad movies. That doesn't make it, you know, not enjoyable. It just makes it different. Yeah, I, and I feel like that's kind of where people might falter. And, and again, this is all just me kind of talking out of my butt, if I'm being honest, because I'm not, I'm not, you know, educated in any way when it comes to film. You know, like this is just my opinion on the matter. But I, I feel like a lot of people who are like cinephiles and they're educated in film, it's like it, it's just your opinion on the matter. You know, like everyone has yeah. their own opinion. Yeah. Well, you know, you say you say that you say that you're not educated in film and all that. But to me, it's like I don't I, I, I feel like every single person that watch if you if you watch movies whether you're educated in movies or not 
your opinion on them you know it's every single movie is objective you know subjective the way you enjoy them what you enjoy you know one person will like this movie another per person won't so i feel like just because one person has you know more knowledge on how what makes a movie good and one person doesn't mm -hmm. doesn't make one person's opinion you know more valuable than the other or one opinion wrong you know if this person doesn't like this movie for whatever reason it's just because the way that you know their brain is wired makes them not like that movie does that make it a bad movie maybe not but mm. does that make does that make that person wrong for not liking that movie no you know it's mm, true it's different for everyone yeah that's true no, i i think you i think you put a you make a good point there you know it is all just about you and if you enjoy the movie or not because i know people who enjoy like the underworld movies or like you know the saw movies and it's like to mm -hmm. me that stuff is bleh like i can't i can't <laughs> yeah. do that stuff that's like torture horror i can't do that but some people really love them and mm -hmm. you know it, i guess more power to you if you like it but I, I think you're right you know it's like your opinion is your opinion and why does it it shouldn't matter to anyone else. You know, if you enjoy it, you enjoy it because we're all just trying to, you know, pass time with movies. So if you if you like it, watch it. If you don't, then don't. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, that's, a good, that's, it. that's a good point. I like that. I like that a lot. If you if you had the ability to leave Canada right now, let, let's just say this. If you were going to university, all right, you had to pick a different university outside of Canada, where would you want to go to study? Uh, I'd like to study in British Columbia. So you you would stay in Canada? Oh, you mean outside of Canada? You know? Did I say outside oh, of Quebec? I meant Canada. Yeah, you said outside <laughs> of Canada. Sorry. No, no, no. It's all good. It's all good. Um. Okay. Outside of Canada. Mm, if I were to study somewhere, but maybe I think London. I'd like to study in London. London is really. I've been there twice now, and I really like that city. I'd like to study there. Mm, I think that's a good choice. Yeah, it's a really nice place, you know. If you would have asked me where I would like to go outside of Canada, not necessarily to study, you know, I have a lot of countries like that I'd like to visit. But if you would ask me study, like stay a couple of years and just do your education, probably London would be a nice place. Where would you want to go if you weren't studying? I'd like to go to Afghanistan. Whoa, 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 Afghanistan, eh? <laughs> and yeah, when I say that to people, it sounds crazy, but... Um, yeah, it does. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, when I... Obviously, I'd like to go to, like, you know, Italy, Iceland, you know, all these famous places that people travel to, right? Okay. But there are some countries that, you know, let's take Afghanistan for, some, for, an, for an example, that have been, you know, shadowed because of their past history and you know i watched this video recently online about this guy who goes to afghanistan right mm -hmm. he goes to afghanistan and he tries to show afghanistan for they, he tries to show afghanistan through the video for what afghanistan really is not through the lens of you know the news that are that's showing all of the terrorism that's going on there or you know the civil wars that are going on because yes afghanistan is a very dangerous country there's a lot of terrorism terrorism going on there and it isn't necessarily safe to travel there mm -hmm. it isn't but you know afghanistan has its own culture it has its own you know history and it is a country that existed you know for many years before all of this this you know this violence happened there True. and a lot of it has been hidden because of the increasing you know news coverage of this happening you know ever since whether it be 9-11 or you know the wars that have happened in the middle east you know there has been a lot of that whole region in general has been shadowed by you know this stigma of war and terrorism and it isn't necessarily all false but it 
often blinds people from what the, those countries initially are. And mm. when I watched that video of the guy going to Afghanistan and showing what the culture was actually like, I found it really interesting because it's one of those things where you live in a place where your whole life, me growing up, I grew up after, you know, I wasn't even born when 9-11 happened. When I grew up and all I know about Afghanistan was, you know, people, this is all people have been saying about Afghanistan, terrorism, war, mm -hmm. yeah. you know, all of these bad stuff. So I never knew what was, you know, behind all of this, you know, I never, I never knew what Afghanistan was as a country and seeing this guy go to Afghanistan and show, you know, their culture, some places, he went to like this fortress that was conquered by Alexander the Great when he went there. Wow. And I was just like, wow, you know, there's so much like, I didn't know this. I didn't know all of this. So when people ask me like, where would you like to travel to? Obviously I'd love to go to Iceland. I really want to go there. It's a really nice place. Yeah, same. Italy, Greenland, you know, all of those, those are nice places, but you know, a place, if I could go to knowing that everything would go well, I'd like to go to like a country like Afghanistan, you know, where you, you discover this culture that, you know, because you go online, you can see how Italian culture is. You can see how Iceland mm -hmm. is. People have been there. People have been going there, but going to a place like, um, you know, in the middle East, for example, you'll discover something that you won't find online that you've never heard of. And you might discover some things that, you know, would change your perspective on the entire place on, on the people there too. Yeah. No, I'm the same way with North Korea. <laughs> yes. That I would be, that would be crazy to yeah. go there. You know, if you could go there knowing that nothing bad would happen to you, that would be crazy. Yeah. To see how people actually live there. That would be insane. Yeah. I've heard stories from people on like Reddit and stuff that have snuck into the country and then gotten out um, because apparently really the only like super heavily uh, monitored area is um, the divide between North and South Korea. Like, of yeah. course, you have like guards and stuff like around, I would assume the rest of North Korea, you know, like the ocean side, you know, the Chinese side and whatnot. But I've heard people that have snuck in there and they've taken pictures and some of the fields and mountains there are beautiful. I want to experience that so bad because it's such a closed off country. It's kind of like what you were saying with Afghanistan. You know, I've only known North Korea to be under the, the, yeah. uh, whatever the Kim dynasty, the Kim yeah. dynasty. There we go. I couldn't think of Kim for some reason, <laughs> but you know, I've, I've only known them to be under the Kim dynasty because it, it was what in like the seventies or something where, you know, little Kimmy's great or grandfather or whatever took over as supreme leader and mm -hmm. that's what it's been you know it's passed down from grandfather to father and now kim and it's or, uh you know kim jong-un or whatever his name is and it would be so neat to see that country one yeah, not under would, not yeah it would be cool to see them not under the kim dynasty of course you know because it's awful it's so bad <laughs> for those people but it would be neat just to experience you know a country that's been closed off from you know 99% of the world of course you know there's a little bit of trade with Russia and China you know because they're both you know in that communist idea but for the most part like people don't really know what it's like you can go on Google Maps and you know look at um, pin drops and stuff and see like street views because the Vietnamese and there's another country that you know can kind of go in a little bit um, only in Pyongyang but you know you can look in that area and you can be like oh you know it just kind of looks like a older country or an older country you know like it yeah. that's really all it looks like but it would be so cool to just experience the rest of it and you know just kind of see the history that's behind it and like what people did you know maybe before all this you know kim dynasty happened and you know be able to see the mountains and the nature and i think that would be so cool 
yeah, it's it's really sad that a lot of countries like this have been, you know, like you said, closed off because of, you know, the political environments that they live in, you know. Yeah. And just knowing that, you know, being in a country like that, you know, you could go to Italy, you, you know what it'll be like, you know, you'll have the experience, whatever. But knowing, you know, example, being in North Korea, you know, you know that there's this, you know, you'll 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 discover things that you didn't know. You'll understand exactly. it at a level that you'll never understand, you know. Yeah. It would be also really neat because apparently you're able to get uh, like quote unquote tours there, but it's not really a tour. It's more of like they tell you your itinerary and if you don't stick to it, you go to jail. But like they show you around some stuff, but of course no, not yeah. with the States. Yeah, I've heard about that. I but think, yeah, it's, they decide where you go. So it's not really, you know. Yeah, I think you have to be, of course, not American. They won't accept Americans as far as I know. I think you can get in if you're a Brit. Uh, but they're super, super picky with that. And then I think it's also like Australia or something like that you can get in. Mm -hmm. But for the most yeah. part, it's so close. I, I just think that would be so neat, though, to be able to experience that. I mean, like what you're saying with, Af with excuse me, Afghanistan is also really neat because I never really thought about it like that. I was alive when 9-11 happened, but I don't really remember it. You know, I was still really young. And so, mm -hmm. you know, I've only really known the Middle Eastern areas to be, you know, war torn yeah. and just, yeah. you know, jihads and car bombings and exactly. beheadings and all that stuff you know which is awful and i feel awful for those people that you know have to suffer from that but it would be really interesting to see once hopefully all that dissipates really soon and they can go back to some sort of civilized living to be able to experience those people and the cultures and you know even the religion a little bit just to you know understand what it's like to be in that area yeah it would it really would and you know it's 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 crazy because i have a lot of and it's it's really it's when you take the time to understand these things and to, you know, open yourself to understand these stuff that a lot of the stigmas that have been built up throughout the years disappear, you know? Yeah. Yeah. It, it, it'll be really cool when we can actually have some sort of world peace, if you will, and people aren't so, you know, stingy and we can go into countries and just experience, you know, yeah, what life is one like. Day. Hopefully yeah, one day. Yeah, that would be man. awesome one day, hopefully. Yeah. Man, <laughs> I love travel. I can't wait to travel again. Yeah, me too, so man. I can't wait. Yeah. Oh my goodness. What about Iceland though? It's kind of like, uh, oh, I want to go to Iceland. Is it just because it's like super, everyone's talking about it and it just looks really cool? Yeah. It's just because it looks awesome, man. <laughs> <laughs> just looking at Google images or whatever, or like people that go there, it looks crazy. Like, I don't know. You could like point the camera in any direction and be beautiful. You know, it's crazy. Iceland. I just seeing people go there. I don't know. It's, it's breathtaking. Just seeing pictures. And I, I feel like if I would go there, I'd lose my mind how beautiful it is. No, I get that. It was really funny. So I studied abroad in Germany for a little bit. And um, if I didn't do that, I had a plan to where I would go that following summer. So I, so I studied... Oh my goodness, I can't. I'm sorry, I can't speak right now. I went in January to Germany and then left in April. That's when I kind of told you about flying through Canada. Um, mm -hmm. If I didn't study abroad then, so for that spring semester, that summer I was going to take a backpacking trip all throughout Europe. And I had a section of Iceland planned to where I would kind of just take the highway all the way around the island and if i wanted to stop somewhere i would just stop somewhere and then i would wait for someone to hitchhike to because apparently hitchhiking there is like super friendly like people are more yeah, than happy to more people are more than happy to help you you know yeah. so 
If you're in the middle of nowhere and a car is going by and you stick your thumb out, 99% of the time, even if it's like a trucker or something like that, they're going to pull over and just kind of take you. And I was like, man, that'd be so sick. And then not to mention, if you do look at some of the, you know, mountains and some of the waterfalls and some of the cities like Reykjavik and stuff, like they're beautiful. Yeah, it's so just Mm. it's not changed with the technological or the technological the technology of the world like it's kind of it's like stayed back in time almost to where it just looks cool yeah it really does you know and it's 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 kind of crazy when you see like old architecture like that and old structures of that way it's kind of that's why i was really sad when um the notre dame Oh went, yeah, went in flames. You know, I heard about that on the news. I was so sad because you know it's you'll never see it as it was once. You know, and yeah. I feel kind of sad that I wasn't able to see it before it happened because it's you know you'll never see it in its original the way it was done. You know, it'll never be the same like that. So going to like these cities like Iceland or wherever that still has this old you know vibe, whether it be like a gothic vibe of architecture mm. or whatever, you really it's crazy just looking at it and it's crazy just to be in a new environment than the one you're in right now i remember the first time i went to london the first time because i've been there like twice i think Mm -hmm. the first time i went it was it was just this crazy feeling because i had traveled before i've traveled to cuba philippines and united states and all that but just going to london and seeing how life is different over there really opened my eyes as to you know there really is a different world outside of your bubble like you know it sounds obvious that yeah there are people living across the world but just traveling to like this country where everything is done differently and you know you think that london isn't even that different from you know canada or us but you know there's just these small things whether it be they're driving on the other side of the road or the way they speak or some you know cultural things that they're doing you know some traditions it's just just learning all of that seeing all of it it really opens your eyes as to how you know there's a world outside of your own space yeah, there's so much value in getting out of the little bubble that you live in, you know, and I, I say for everyone, you know, like I live in the Seattle bubble, you live in the Montreal bubble, you know, and mm-hmm. it's like, of course, you know, there's different ethnicities and, you know, different uh, philosophies and, you know, you get to be exposed to different people, which then, you know, might change your mind a little bit, but it's not until you really get out of that bubble, you leave that area, you know, you don't just, you know, walk 30 minutes away or, you know, take a car ride down to Portland or in your case, maybe New York City or something like that. I'm sorry, I don't know what other cities are close to Montreal, but (laughs) yeah, New York's pretty close. It's pretty close. Um, but once you get out of that bubble and you really truly start to experience other people and other cultures and other countries and other, you know, food and the way that they do yeah. things and the simplicities of being able to walk to some places. Because I remember, you know, being in Europe, I was able to walk everywhere. I could walk, you know, 10 minutes and I was uh, I was at the store. I could turn around and walk two minutes and I was at a restaurant. I didn't have to worry mm-hmm. about driving a car anywhere. And as yeah. soon as you're exposed to all of that stuff, it really just helps you to, one, appreciate life more because there's so much more to life than the bubble that you're in. And then two, it just helps you to broaden your horizons. What if you, you know, you're, you you know, you're in Montreal and, you know, you think, yeah, I'm just going to live here for the rest of my life. But then you go on a journey, you know, to BC or, you know, you go on a journey to Iceland. You're like, man, I actually really like it here. I want to live here. And, you know, like that never would have happened if you didn't leave. Not to say that that's going to happen, but, you know, the possibilities of you enjoying life more or being able to experience more beauty in nature or people like that's not going to change unless you leave. 
Yeah, and I think that applies to everything in life. You know, going outside of your comfort zone and doing yeah. something that you wouldn't usually do. It really opens your eyes on things that you would have never thought about, you know. And this idea of, you know, different cultures and learning stuff that you would have never known, you know, it applies to many things. And I feel like it can really um, change the way you see life in general. Yeah, like why do you think there's so many different religions? Because people have different ideas of, you know, it, like if there is a higher power or if there is, you know, some sort of, you know, Buddha or whatever it is, you know, like there's so many different ways of thinking. And I'm not trying to say, you know, like there's one that's better than the other. You know, I'm, I'm you know, a Christian. So, you know, I, of course, believe in the, uh, you know, the the Christian ideals and stuff. But mm-hmm. I'm, I'm not mm-hmm. saying that, you know, that like that is the way. I mean, I believe that it is. But at the same time, it's like there's so many different ways of thought that like if you don't leave where you're at and just, you know, at least be exposed to that, you're not doing yourself any favors. You know, yeah. like it could like if for whatever reason, you know, you go to India and you're really I, I, Hindus. Yeah. I can't remember exactly what um, I, think I think it's so. Hindus. Maybe. Yeah, I think it's half Buddhism, half Hinduism. Yeah, I think yeah. it's half half. I, I know th- there's also Muslims there too. Yeah. It's kind of like a mix of everything, probably. Yeah. But, you know, if, if you didn't leave Montreal and go there and for whatever reason, you know, like that really interested you and you really wanted to, you know, convert to that, you never would have been able to if you didn't leave Montreal. And yeah. so it's just like being able to, you know, broaden your horizons and kind of, you know, just, I don't want to say be a better human because I don't think that you become a better human by doing that but i think it just helps you to be more accepting of other people you know it helps you to become just more understanding you know, yeah exactly it, just, it, it just helps you to become you know a more well-rounded person yeah i think your your point of view on that is very is the healthy one you know when people close themselves from understanding other people that's when the most conflict arises you know when whether you can you know follow your own religion and just understand that somebody follows another religion but if you try to you know impose your beliefs or close off any you know will to understand somebody else that's when you know you start conflicts that's where conflicts arises that is where you know the most I don't know, drama happens, you know, that's when you close yourself off to new things, to different cultures, to different beliefs, uh, you know, that's when you fail to understand that, you know, oh, this guy is human too, you know, he's just going through the human experience too, you know, he may be Buddhist and I may be Christian, but just because he is doesn't mean that he's, you know, a worse person than I am, you know, it's, it's different. Yeah. And then you kind of get to see, you know, like why they might have been raised in that religion or in that way of thinking or whatever it is. You know, like I'm not trying to necessarily highlight religion. I just feel like that's one of the more contributing arguments in this yeah. case. No, yeah. But, yeah. Uh, you know, you, like you can. Yeah. You can learn a lot about why somebody does. You can like learn a lot about someone by understanding, you know, the context of things, you know, yeah. I, not to um, I don't want to be too political or anything, but for example, there are a lot of um, people in the United States that have beliefs that I would not understand why they would believe such things. But when you take the time to understand why these people think that way, that's when you really start to understand, you know, who they are and how, how you can approach a situation like that way better. You know, yeah. if you see somebody with a belief that's crazy and you just go, that guy's crazy. That's one way of looking at it, but you're closing off, your their possibility to really understand him if you go okay why does he think that crazy thing you know why would he think that way what could lead him to believe that 
that certain thing. And then that's when you go down the rabbit hole of, okay, okay, this is, you know, how he was raised. This is the context in which he lived in. This is what he lived through. Now you start to understand like, okay, now I understand why you would believe such a thing. And then you can approach it from a different way of, oh, like a, you can approach it from a, a perspective of understanding rather than just saying, oh, that guy's crazy. You know, we'll never be able to help him, you know? Yeah, no, it's true because you're not doing anything wrong by just listening to someone. Just because they're spewing a bunch of words out, whether you believe it or not, doesn't mean that you're doing anything wrong. You know, yeah. you're you're just sitting there listening. And whether that if influences you or not, you know, is up to you. But that doesn't mean that you're doing anything wrong. And I feel like a lot of people have that mindset, you know. And, yeah, and I've it, definitely been guilty of having that mindset at times. You know, yeah, sometimes, you know, too. people yeah. would talk to me and they'd say some stuff and I'd be like, what are you saying, dude? Like, I'd be just be like, what are you, are you crazy? You know? But then, you know, I would look back at those moments and be like, you know, that guy wasn't crazy. You know, he's just, he's just living a different life than me. And he's experienced different things throughout his life. And his life has been different than mine. And he, the way he's been raised, the way he grew up, the, what he's experienced in his life made him think of a certain thing. Doesn't mean it's wrong. Doesn't mean it's right. Just means that, you know, that's what he thought in the moment. And like you said, just understanding somebody taking the time to listen, it isn't harmful. And, you know, I feel yeah. like that's happened multiple times in my life where I wasn't willing to listen to these people because I felt like, um, oh, you know, that's wrong just because I think that it's wrong. And maybe it is wrong what they're saying, but doesn't necessarily mean that you shouldn't, you know, take the time to understand why they're saying such a thing. Yeah, no, I'm glad to hear that you have that. Um, like you can recognize that because I really honestly feel like a lot of people don't recognize that they yeah. are on the other side of what I think you and I are trying to say with, you know, like they, for example, you know, if someone says, uh, um, oh gosh, I don't want to get into anything too political. I'll, I'll use <laughs> yeah, me too. I was going like, I don't yeah. know if I should use examples or anything. <laughs> yeah. I'll say something stupid. Let's just say, you know, like I, I believe that trees need to be burned. I've used this before and it's of course something really, really stupid, you know, like of course trees, we need trees. Otherwise we wouldn't live. But let's mm -hmm. just say if I believe that all trees needed to be burned and you think, you know, that trees need to be alive because of course that's the only way that we can be alive because they produce oxygen. If I just automatically dismiss that your assumption and you just automatically dismiss my assumption we're already you know fighting head to head you know like we're already batting heads you know we're already fighting and that's not good because not only am i not trying to at least help you see my side you're not helping me see your side and then yeah. that means that we're not going to get some sort of resolution like mm -hmm. here's the thing you and i could talk about that you could try and explain to me how we need trees because we need oxygen but if i'm not willing to listen because i'm like no i think you're wrong and then you're just and i'm just stuck up and i'm snobby and i refuse to listen which is what a lot of people are doing nowadays especially in the states on both sides yeah. then it's like well you know so so what do you think you should do in that circumstance what do you do when you're in a circumstance where you're talking to someone and that person you're talking to refuses to you know to listen to anything you say you know you try to have a you know yeah. you would i found myself in that position many times i try to have these conversations with some people you know and I, I i am taking the time to listen to them and try to understand what they're saying but they are close to anything you say to them what do you do in that circumstance that's a good question and i don't i want to say this i don't feel like i have the authority to answer that in any way, shape or form to yeah, be used by yeah. others. But I, what I would do is 
especially if it's online that's one thing if it's online you're never going to be able to <laughs> no never yeah never. yeah but let's just say you know you and i were in a coffee shop and you know we were talking we had different viewpoints and you know i was being that way and you were trying to listen and stuff uh you know i would say it's almost something to where like as long as you are trying your best to show people that you are trying to be receptive and you're not coming at them at a way that seems hostile if they don't want to listen, they're not going to, you know, like, like we can't change people. People want to have to change or we can't change yeah, people. No, yeah. People want to have to change, I think is the right way to say it. Like they need yeah, to yeah, have that desire to change or at least, you know, be open to speaking. And if they're not, there's not much we can do. And so I think that when it comes to yeah. situations like that, if you're doing the best that you can to, you know, just be calm, you know, just be like, hey, you know, like, I'm just wanting to know and I'm just telling you my viewpoint. No, well, you're wrong. You know, like, <laughs> yeah. and it's like, well, dude, I'm sorry. Like, I just have a different opinion than you. You know, like opinions make us human. You know, like we can have a difference of opinion. That's kind of yeah. how a lot of political systems were made. That's how, you know, a lot of um, uh, social issues are, you know, um, uh, talked about or differences of opinions and it's like if you are not wanting to budge on yours that's fine but if you're not listening to me then it's like i can't do anything about that yeah i that's that's the way i'm trying to look at you know discussion and conversations these days you know i've that's like i said earlier i've been i've done that in the past i've ignored people's beliefs i've, I've yeah. just put them aside and i think that's something that i'm trying to work on more and yeah. more every day is trying to you know take the time to really listen to people really understand why they're saying these things that's good you know that's really good because it start it has to start somewhere so you know yeah. might as well start with you because for all <laughs> yeah. you know you could be you know just fine and you know reciprocate reciprocative no that's not the right word you could you know you could try and reciprocate you know feelings of you know just like being calm and whatnot and if those if those people you know they're in the moment you know heated and whatnot but then afterwards you're like they think, oh, you know, like that guy was actually kind of chill. I wonder if, you know, hey, you know, and they might call you back or whatever it is, or, you know, they might find yeah. you. And so it's, you know, like it's got to start somewhere. And of course, every, it's not like that's always going to happen. But I do think that a lot of people just need to be able to take a step back and just kind of, you know, like relax and listen. There's, like I said, there's nothing wrong with that. And it's not like, you know, if you believe in sinning or if you believe in doing the wrong thing, it's not like you're doing the wrong thing by just listening. You know, mm -hmm. it, it, there's nothing wrong with listening. You know, like a lot of the times, most religions, they will say, you know, just be, you know, slow to speak, you know, just listen. You know, that's that's what a lot of people would say is like you gain more knowledge by listening rather than speaking. So why wouldn't you want to listen? Yeah. What is that saying? They say God gave you two ears so you could listen twice as much as you speak. Yeah. You know, like we I mean, I think it's true. We have two ears and one mouth. So you might as well listen twice as much as you would talk. Yeah. You know, like, yeah. why do you think a lot of. Why do you think a lot of, uh, you know, people that you might see, uh, or I, excuse me, I shouldn't say it like that, but like a lot of philosophers and stuff, you know, it's not like they have incredibly lengthy quotes, you know, like this is just coming off of my head. So this could be totally wrong. But a lot of the, you know, like philosophers, Plato and all these people, you know, really smart people. A lot of the things that they said that people quote are short sayings. They're not really long. They didn't say a lot of things. You know, you see what I'm saying? No, yeah. Yeah, I understand. I, so, I don't see quotes that are two paragraphs long. Online yeah. Stuff. Like you always see it's always like a sentence because it's always short to the point and it's always exactly you, you understand it. Yeah. Or like um, Chinese proverbs. They're always really yeah. short because one being short is like the easiest way to retain information. It, you know, like um, 
it, it, I won't try and come up with an example, but you know, it, like it, the the meaning sticks to you if it's a short thing. If it's a long thing, you know, halfway through, people are going to be like, "What did you just say?" Like, I don't remember what you just said. So it's got to be short, sweet, and to the point. Yeah, yeah, I get yeah. that. And then sometimes, you know, there's you you see a quote online that you want elaboration on, then you go read up on it. You know, exactly. who was this person? What was the context in which he was saying it? You know, there are a lot of quotes online. I follow this subreddit that's called R slash quotes or something, right. and they often post quotes, okay? Post quotes on what people are saying. And every single quote somebody posts, somebody in the comments would always find a way to like make like make people understand that that quote makes no sense or that quote is wrong. Mm-hmm. But what I was saying to them the other day was that I feel like a lot of these quotes may be wrong to some people, but it may hit some people, you know, differently. Because I feel like every quote was said by someone who was going through a certain thing. Yeah. And some people will relate to that quote. Others may not because of the way they've lived their lives. And yeah. doesn't necessarily mean something is wrong or right. And it kind of goes back to what we were talking about earlier. You know, everybody has their their way of thinking. Everybody has their opinions. And listening yeah. to some, understanding them, just trying to understand what somebody is saying with that, you know, and retaining it. And it's like you said, you know, they're short and to the point. That's where you retain the most information and, you know, the fastest way you can apply it to your own life. Yeah. And, you know, a lot of the times you know, like quotes that are, that are said and you said, you know, it's almost like there was a context to it. And so many Mm. people will just like take that out of context nowadays. Yeah. Sometimes they'll take the quote too literally. Sometimes they'll just, you know, say that makes no sense. But you know, when you take the time to, you know, get it, because a lot of quotes you read don't make any sense if you just take it the way they are. Yep. You really just have to understand them. Yeah, no, it's true, man. It's really nice to have a conversation like this with someone who I feel like has the same understanding of things as I do. <laughs> yeah, same, no, yeah. yeah but no, the... I get what you're feeling because I also enjoyed a lot too. And something that has been arrived that I've been feeling lately is that I've been having trouble finding, you know, people like this more and more, you know, people yeah. who are willing to, you know, do these things, you know, but. Hey. Yeah. And it's really funny because a lot of people nowadays are like, listen to me, listen to me, but then they don't want to listen to you no yeah a lot of the time when you're talking to someone people are just waiting for their turn to speak they're just waiting until they can talk about themselves i've met too many like i feel like a lot of people in my life even now uh, are like that you know they're just there you're just an accessory to them you know and i feel like the healthiest relationships are when you are mutually you know you respect each other mutually and you're willing to hear each other out help each other out you know it's not like i'm friends with you so you can hear you know, everything I have to say and I need somebody to, you know, that's, and that's something that I've been trying to change with myself, you know, post pandemic, because I think that's something I wasn't really thinking about before the pandemic happened because staying inside and being forced to be by yourself allowed me to think a lot about, you know, my life at the moment and about things that are going on. And I started thinking about the relationships I have. And there's a lot of stuff in my life that I realized, like, I would be just for example, I'd be friends with someone, but I don't really, you know, that relationship doesn't really give a lot. Yeah, I don't really get a lot of that relationship. It's like a bad relationship. And the only reason I would be in that relationship is because I wanted to be in that relationship. I would want to, you know, have a friend. So I'd be friends with this guy just to have a friend, Mm. but we don't have a connection. We don't have, you know, he didn't like, if you look at it, like from an outside perspective, you know, we, you know, we're not connecting you know we're not meant to be you know friends so i feel like a lot of people in my life i've you know using the term cut off you know i've cut off people in my life but you know i don't really like saying it that way but i i distance myself from people who um 
like that, you know, and I've, do I've been doing it more and more since I've been starting to think about that in the pandemic. Yeah. And that's good, you know, because you're, you're realizing that just because someone is in your life doesn't mean that they bring value and just, mm. you know, like, of course, there's nothing wrong with keeping them around, but yeah, exactly. Yeah. Not yeah. everybody in your life has to bring you value. You know, I can be friends with someone, you know, like example, I have a lot of friends who I play video games with online who are just friends, you know, for gaming, you know, we just yeah. enjoy our time together. We enjoy playing games online. We enjoy playing all of these stuff, but you know, they don't necessarily, we don't necessarily talk about, you know, our personal lives and that's okay. Sometimes we'll have the yeah. occasional conversation about this one thing that happened in our lives and we ask opinions or advice, but I feel like, like you said, it isn't necessary to have, you know, everybody in your oh, life yeah, yeah. to be valuable, but I feel like there is a point where there are some people that are in your life that are just, not toxic. bringing any yeah toxic they don't bring anything to you at all i have for example i've had this friend that i've had he's my he's he has been my oldest friend but i'm not friends with him anymore but at the time he was my oldest friend because i i moved from um from a small town outside of montreal into montreal okay and he was my friend from that small town and a lot of my friends from that small town aren't friends with me anymore but he moved to montreal as well so i stayed friend with friends with him okay. and as we grew up i feel like our are out like our points are the way that we you know communicate or the people that we are we're very different people in the way that we um see life yeah. and i feel like he has been a very toxic person in my life throughout the years that i've known him but i feel like just the fact that i've known him for a long time is the reason that i've been staying friends with mm. him you know i've yeah. been staying friends with this guy because i've known him oh yeah this is the guy that i know since second grade you know he's my oldest friend but in reality that guy doesn't bring anything into your life he's you know if anything he brings bad stuff into your life he's toxic yeah. he brings you know so i wouldn't i would get more out of distancing myself from him than i am from staying close to him so just because he's my oldest friend doesn't mean that i should you know stick with him yeah you just gotta you know analyze these people and be like okay is this person you know damaging my my mental health or the, the way that i see life you know is and should i distance myself from them and that's yeah. when i you know took a look at that and i was like okay i've known this guy for a while but you know i don't feel like we're the people that we've become ever since we were kids aren't compatible anymore yeah no and that's good it's good that you realize that because there's so many people who are way behind you know you're on mm -hmm. mile like 26 or whatever it is and they're on mile two you know they're <laughs> just starting the race and you're starting to finish it when it comes yeah. to you know, just understanding that not all the yeah. time are people in your life in your life for a reason sometimes they're just there but a lot of the, sometimes you know like people are in your life and they're negative you know like there's a lot of negative people in or there was negative people in my life and i cut them out and i feel yeah. so much better you know i'm happier i don't feel as strained you know i'm not yeah. as angry all the time and it's good that you realize that you know especially yeah, i feel age. a lot of people are scared a lot of people oh, are yeah. scared to cut these people off yeah. because it's like you know people people are often scared to be alone people are scared of being lonely or having no friends you know so sometimes they keep these people close to them but you know sometimes it's important to just take that you know understand that it isn't healthy it isn't good that it's just negative yeah. and you gotta cut not you shouldn't be scared to you know cut those people off sorry no you're good no worries no I, it's so true man and you're hitting the nail on the head when you say you know like you just you have to realize that you are a person and you are a person that has feelings you are a person that has emotions and people play into those emotions and those feelings. And if you got yeah. someone that is negatively impacting you every time that you hang out or every time that you talk, you got to yeah. get them out. Yeah, you can't that, live that like was, that. yeah. That was my relationship with the guy that I knew, you know, every single time I like I was communicating with him, he often, he's very, well, I won't go into detail with him, but yeah, he yeah. was, he was very 
negative and very toxic towards me. But, uh, you know, I often put that on the side because I've known him for a while. I was like, oh, you know, he's toxic. But, you know, I've known him. He's 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 my boy since third grade. But, you know, yeah. it's like, nah, man, he's not good for you. You got to distance yourself. And sometimes I forget that, too. Sometimes I'd cut, cut people out of my life. A couple of years go by and they'd recontact me. And then I'd be like, oh, OK, I don't have anybody to hang out with today. I'll give this guy a chance, you know. But then it'd go back to the way it was. And I'd be like, yeah. I've, you know, I have to be like, I've cut this, I cut this guy out of my life for a reason. You know, if I cut him out, there was a reason behind it. Maybe he's grown, maybe he's a different person and I'm willing to give people, a, you know, chances when it comes to that. But you have to understand that like, well, me, I've had to understand myself that some people in my life I've cut off for certain reasons. And I just have to remember that there's a reason that I've distanced myself from them. And I shouldn't just be, you know, willing to just recommunicate with someone just for the sake of, you know, talking to someone. I should really be like, okay, there's a reason I distanced myself from him. Yeah. I should be wary, you know, when I talk to them. Yeah, no, it's good, man. I, I, it's <laughs> like I said, I feel like you're really far ahead, especially for your age compared to a lot of other people. I just, I feel like you have a much better head on your shoulders than <laughs> a majority yeah, I try. of these Americans. I try. So. Yeah, <laughs> so yeah awesome. I try. So people, yeah, people, you know, they take, uh, they go, on, they're on different levels sometimes, but you know, I, I try my best to, you know understand what's going on good awesome sweet well i'm going to ask you a couple more questions going to kind of wrap it up here uh for for time's sake you know i like to try and keep the episodes decent amount of time and yeah can you believe that we've talked for about an hour and 15 minutes no i can't time goes by so (laughs) fast (laughs) yeah that went by so fast it was funny because really fast yeah when when we started talking about you know what we you know just kind of you know like being a decent human you know it was right around the hour mark and i looked down to just to see where we're at for time i was like wait an hour went by like it it honestly (laughs) didn't feel like that anyway yeah uh, so a couple questions first question um do you want to take this time to be able to promote anything that you have whether it be a podcast or social anything like that I would, but uh, I don't have anything. I haven't, I haven't, I don't really have any, I don't really use social media that much. So I don't oh, have, good for you. <laughs> I don't really have an, an Instagram or a Snapchat that I'm trying to promote a story or anything. Um, maybe if I ever make a movie along the line, I'll invite you to a premiere then. Yeah. Even. <laughs> but uh, no, at the moment, I don't have any projects like that. I wish I did. I wish I did. I wish I would start something, but I don't. I was going to say, because you have a what sounds like a pretty decent microphone, because I talk to a lot of people and there's some people who I can't even understand. Half <laughs> yeah, the time. I was actually saying I was I was going to I was going I was, I was like, OK, I hope my microphone is good enough for this podcast. <laughs> I was like, I hope I don't because I, I play with friends sometimes and sometimes my mic would like disconnect and stuff and I'm scared. So I was like, OK, I'm going into this. I hope this mic doesn't let go on me. Or anything. No, it sounds really good, man. Like, I honestly thought that you had a podcast or something because it just sounds so clear. And like, here's the thing. We're over Zoom and stuff. And so Zoom already degrades quality. And so with it sounding as good as it does, I was like, dang, you know, he must have like a high quality mic or something. I don't, yeah, I don't even have that high of a, it's a, it, it was a $50 mic that I found at Best Buy. It's a blue, blue Yeti Nano. Oh, okay. Yeah. Wow. That actually sounds really good <laughs> for what yeah. it is. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah. I don't know. Uh, cool. <laughs> I've, had some, I've had some mixed reactions to my mic. Some people say it's good. Some people be like, oh, it's so loud. Some, so I'm like, I'm really, this mic, I'm, I'm hesitant towards it, but I'm happy to hear that it turned out well for this oh, podcast. Yeah, it turned out really well. You know, yeah. there, like I said, there's some people that talk to me through the phone and there, there was one person I can think of in particular and like, I felt really bad, but I didn't really say anything, which might be yeah, on me, sure. but yeah. there was one person and like when they would talk, uh, the way that their phone would do it is that if I said something and there was feet like my voice came through their speakers, it would cut the mic off so I didn't hear myself. So then I couldn't hear them. 
So then it would Ooh. like, eh, like they would be saying something, they like, yeah, uh-huh, you know, like just trying, because, you know, I, I do that a lot. I have that, yeah, uh-huh, you know, like thing that I say mm-hmm. when people are saying something, one, to show that I'm listening, and two, because it actually makes me go, yeah, you know, like I understand what you're saying. And then it they would just cut out for like a couple seconds. I'd be like, uh-oh. <laughs> so like, I'm so thankful that you have a good microphone, man. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, for sure. That's some of the risks that happens, though. Like, uh, yeah. w- w- which would you do talking to people online? Sometimes not everybody has the setup. So it's the risk that you take to, to communicate with these people. Yeah. Yeah, I've actually put in my form since I since you filled it filled it filled it out. I actually put in my form. Please try to use a microphone rather than your phone. <laughs> your, your phone or your laptop. <laughs> like, yeah. If that's all you got, I'm more than happy to speak to you. But please, if you got something good, <laughs> got put something, the time put in. It on. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, for sure. No, I feel you. I feel you. Um, another question is: Do you speak French? I do speak French. Yes. Would, oh, dude, this is gonna be so sick. Would you be able to <laughs> say for me the following sentence in French? Uh, okay. Th- yeah. Thank you for yeah, listening to this episode of Across the Pond. Okay. Merci d'avoir écouté à cet épisode de Across the Pond. Oh, dude, that was sick. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, what I want to do is, and and I try to say native languages, but you know, if I can get someone that speaks another language, I want that because it sounds cooler. But I, I've yeah, been getting yeah, people I learned, to say I learned that. French. Yeah, I learned French when I was growing up. I actually learned French and English at the same time. That's what I was oh, cool. Up. It's kind I of guess, crazy. Yeah. I guess that's the perks of being French Canadian, eh? Yeah, it is. It is a <laughs> yeah. But what I've been doing is I've been having people say that in their native language or English. I've had people say it in uh, South African, whatever that language is, because I can't speak it or I can't say it right. Um, I had someone recently do it in Spanish. I had you do it in French. That's awesome. I'm, I'm gonna yeah. chop it up and say like kind of like a thank you at the end in like different languages yeah. and stuff. So cool. Yeah. I'm so excited. No. <laughs> <laughs> but that's what I like about your podcast, man, is that you talk to people literally like you were saying across the pond. And it's like yeah. learning about these different you know cultures and hearing these things out like oh, i forgot what episode it was i think you were talking to this guy from singapore that was a yeah. good episode i like that oh, oh I thank what you his name was yeah i was oh, yeah. listening to that one and it was interesting hearing him talk about it you know his circumstances and stuff just hearing people out from different places it's amazing i really like it yeah thank you yeah i remember that was lorenzo he was one lorenzo of the, he was yes. one of the only people from asia that i've spoken to mm. and um oh a little update on him because towards the end of the episode he you know we were talking about guns and stuff and he was talking about how he wants to come to the states and be able to you know kind of work in that industry the firearms industry and mm-hmm. he uh when i emailed him saying hey you know like your episode's live i'm sorry it's taking so long because him and i had talked back in i think it was right before or right after christmas and it didn't go live until end of february or something like that or whatever it was like it it, it took a long time he emailed me he's like yeah i'm actually going to be moving to arizona soon so he's he's pursuing that i was like oh that's really cool man (laughs) like i'm so glad it's working for you that's cool that's cool to be able to talk to people and then see where they you know if you contact them you know i don't know send them an email and maybe like a year later see what they're up to yeah that'd be awesome yeah it's really cool but yeah you know like it's so cool to speak to people like that just because it's like I got to learn about what it's like working in corporate China, you know, a little bit and kind of understand what it's like to live in Singapore and, you know, like the differences between the two. And it's just like stuff like that is so cool to me because I never yeah. would have learned any of that if I didn't speak to this guy. So <laughs> yeah, it's really cool. That's just neat to me. And then the last thing that I want to ask you, and this is the one that I ask everyone. So if you've listened to a few episodes, you probably yeah. know what I'm going to ask, but what would be some advice or some wisdom that you would pass down to someone listening? Oh, geez. I I knew this question was coming and I've had like different answers, but I've never found like a concrete one. And then the days were coming before this podcast. And I was like, I don't have a a single answer. (laughs) Okay, I'll try. I'll try to improvise something right here. Um, Well, 
I was yeah, gonna say I can read you the the answer that you put down in your form if you want me to. Oh yeah, that's right. I did put an answer down in the form when I answered, didn't I? Yeah. Oh, yeah. What, okay. What did I write down? Maybe I'll elaborate on that. Yeah. Uh, you said don't let people around you dictate your decisions and actions. Ah uh, yes, yes. Okay, I'll elaborate on that. So basically, what I mean by that is that when you're gonna live your life, whether it be choosing a career, choosing what school you want to go to, never put your preferences or your decisions over like lesser than other people's opinions for example throughout my whole life i wanted to get into cinema i really like movie making i really like storytelling and i wanted to go into film production and all of that i wanted to learn about that industry and see what i could do with it a lot of people in my life told me not to do it not to go into it because they often said that there wasn't a job for it or that the moment you graduate you won't have an easy job they often told me to go into you know being a doctor or being a lawyer because oh your cousin is a lawyer or your your sister is this or that so you should be doing something like that because you know you'll get a job out of it but i feel like if i would have listened to those people then i would just be ending up doing something that they want me to do mm. and not something that i want to do so i decided at some point that i would rather pursue something that is risky and has chances of not working out, but that I know that I will enjoy or that I want to explore rather than let my, my decisions be dictated by somebody else's opinions. If I don't take the time to understand myself and explore certain things that I want to, because maybe, for example, I want to learn cinema, but maybe I hate cinema. Maybe I get to learn mm -hmm. cinema and it'll be like, wait a minute, I don't like this, but I had to take the chance to go out there and try you know this this career to understand whether or not i like it but if i would have just listened to the people that would tell me hey become this lawyer i would have never known what else that i could have learned you know i hear too many stories from people around me saying i want to be a fashion designer i love fashion i want this but my mom wants me to be this thing so i have to be this thing it's like no you don't have to be this thing if your mom wants it you don't have to be this thing if your friend's bullying you into doing something with your life you know you need to value your own preferences and your own mindset over those for others you can you can ask people for advice you can ask people about how what their tra trajectories were what they think of life or whatever but if you take what other people say over what you think that's when you'll start to you won't be living your own life you'll be living somebody else's life and what i what i meant by that when i put that down in there is that you'll be you don't want to you want to you don't want to spend the rest of your life living somebody else's life you want to live your own life and since you only got one life you know might as well live your own you know yeah, no, dude, that's really good. I mean, you see it a lot, especially, you know, with, and of course, don't want to use politics, but, you know, you see that a lot with politics. People will shove their, or their like, beliefs down your throat, and if you don't yeah. agree with it, then you're wrong. And then it's like, well, I want to be right. You know, I don't want people to hate me, so I guess I have to, yeah, you know, absorb yeah. this. Yeah, I, I use I used the example of school when I was talking about that, but that applies to a lot of things yeah. in life. You know, you, you can listen it, it's it's important to listen to other people but you should not you know value their opinion over yours sometimes yeah no it's so true you know like you are your own person you're not a robot you know you're not like a, a meat puppet if you will you know like you're your own person so why not just be you like of course yeah. there's nothing wrong with you know listening but you can't don't let someone influence you in a way that deviates you from being who you are yeah, I think you yeah. said it better than I did. Yeah. No, nah, I mean you said it really well. I was just kind of summing it up to. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's yeah. but that that's basically what I what I've been saying. Yeah, yeah. no, dude, that that's really good advice. I, I like that advice a lot, and it's very valuable in today's uh, day and age. So. Yeah, well, it's something that I've been uh, that uh that I was thinking about when I read that. I was like, okay, I have to think of an answer for this one. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, I've had people say just like ah, whatever, you know, and they just say yeah, something. You know, like, yeah, yeah, oh, that's fine, but but mm -hmm. awesome. 
sweet. Well, Simon, thank you so much. You know, thanks for doing this. And I want to say thank you very much for listening. You know, it is kind of nice to hear people that want to be on the show that have been listening. It's like, that's really cool. You know, it makes me feel good. You know, it makes me feel like I'm doing something that other people actually appreciate. And so I'm not. Yeah. Just, you know, yeah. Daniel, I re- I re- yeah. I really like your podcast. Um, that's the reason I, I applied in the first place was because I really like the, the concept that you had. I've watched a couple of episodes and I I'm going to continue listening to your podcast, even though I've passed, you know, I've had my turn. I'm not just going to stop <laughs> listening now that I've been oh, on thanks, the podcast. <laughs> no, it's over. I'm not listening anymore. <laughs> oh, dang it. For sure. For well, sure. it was a fun run. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I, I really enjoyed the, uh, the talk that we had and uh, I appreciate everything that you did. And thank you for having me on. Yeah, of course. Like I said, it was a fun time. You know, I, I wish you the best when it comes to your endeavors, you know, and let me know if you ever need help in some way, shape or form. I'd be more than happy to, you know, at least offer some sort of help. So, you know, if you need me for anything, just reach out and I'll see what I can do. Yeah, but, sure. We um, never know. If ever something comes up, I'll let you know. Yeah, for sure. Sick. Well, I hope you can enjoy your week, you know, start of a new week on Monday or whenever we're, we're recording this. It's a Monday. Uh, so, you know, have a good week and everything, man. And, uh, you know, I wish the best for you. Yeah, same here. See you, man. Awesome. Sweet. See ya. See ya. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for listening. Thank you for listening. Thank you for listening to this episode of Across the Pond. Thank you for listening to this episode of Across the Pond. Thank you for listening to this episode of Across the Pond. Muchas gracias por escucharnos el podcast de Across the Pond. Vielen Dank, dass du Across the Pond angehört hast heute Abend. Merci d'avoir écouté à cet épisode de Across the Pond. Thank you for listening to this episode of Stranger... I'm sorry, of, of Across the Pond. <laughs> that was good. That was good. I kind of got you there. I was wondering if you were going to do it. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of Across the Pond. I hope you enjoyed it. If you want to connect with me, you can find me on Twitter at KingServant, and that's K-1-N-G-S-S-E-R-V-A-N-T. You can also find the audio version on YouTube. There's no video, just audio. You can type in the search bar across the pond, and you'll find us with a picture of the lily pad. If you want to support us monetarily, you can find us on Patreon. Each tier has its own rewards, so please check that out if you want to throw some money my way, but please don't feel like you have to. I do this because I thoroughly enjoy it. I don't do this for money. If you know someone that would love to be on the show, go ahead and send them my email, acrossthepondpod01 at gmail.com, and that's it. That's all you got to do after that. I got to do all the hard work. But I would appreciate it if you could spread the word a little bit. Tell your friends, tell your family, say, hey, I found this really cool podcast that I think you'll like. The host talks to people from all around the world about anything. Tune in next Sunday and every other Thursday for another awesome episode of Across the Pond.